This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. This is not a regular player. This is not a pretty good quarterback. This is an all-time great. Is he? A strange bird off the field? He's a little nuts, I think. Okay? That's his deal. Is he really weird? Yeah. You don't have to hang out with him. You just have to put on your Jet jersey, go to the stadium, and watch him do his thing, which is move the Jets down the field and into the end zone, which is something you have not had in years. Subscribe to the Mike Francesa podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Mike Missanelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Mike Missanelli Podcast. Moments after the Sixers stunned the Boston Celtics at the Boston Garden, which has turned into a house of horrors for Boston fans up there. 119 to 115. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of get through all the great moments of this game and how they transpired at the end, but you know, here's the funny thing, and I'll give, I give you this as a backdrop here. Um, and it is the Mike Masnelli podcast, sponsored by Bet Rivers, by the way. Don't, I want to make that clear. And I, we're all excited. I, I'm stunned by this result. I got to be honest with you. So uh, this is going to be a live reaction. Uh, I said before, hey, you actually tweeted this out. Uh, there is a psychological f- effect on a team that thinks they don't have to do anything to win the game. And that's what Boston f- fell into tonight because. The Celtics looked at this, a team without Embiid, and subconsciously, you, you don't even have to do it consciously, but subconsciously, and I've seen it time after time after time, you subconsciously let down and go, this is an easy win for us. And you don't play at the razor's edge. Now, it's hard to say because Boston shot the lights out of it, but there's no way that the Celtics should have uh, been struggling in that first half. as The Sixers stayed close despite all the things that were going against the Sixers, you look up and the Sixers are only down by, by a little bit at halftime. And then Boston got tight in the third period. They got tight a little bit and they started to worry. Oh, no, maybe we took this team lightly. Meanwhile, the Sixers were playing free and loose. And in the end, that benefited the Sixers. So let, let's go down the line here. Uh, and, and obviously, the, the big moment of this game is, is the James Harden step back three. Harden needed to score 45 tonight. He just did. Uh, They weren't going to get enough offense with that lineup. When they had guys like Reed and P.J. Tucker on the floor, and even Jalen McDaniels at the same time, nobody else was going to score unless Harden gave him 45. He had to give him that kind of a night for the Sixers to win tonight, and he did. He went back in time, and the play that was the killer for the Celtics was a step-back three with 8.4 seconds to go. And I'm looking at the play and I'm going, there is no way that Marcus Smart should allow himself to switch on that play. They put a high pick up top 
And Smart just let it go. Smart just switched without fighting through it. And Horford had to come out and get him. Now, uh, all right, Horford's lengthy. And it's tough to shoot over him. But but Harden is quick enough to get that step back and get some space on a guy like Horford more than he would have with Marcus Smart. I could not believe that Marcus Smart allowed that switch. And Harden makes the shot. So credit to him for making the shot. And then Boston chokes twice in the end. Brogdon funnels it away with the shot clock running down. He panics and he throws it right to Maxi, who gets a free fast break layup. Uh, and, and then uh, Tatum chokes at the end where he fumbles the ball. He gets stripped. And then for some reason, he pushes Reed off the ball. The ball was kind of, still kind of loose. He pushes Reed off the ball, foul. And Paul Reed, and I would have bet a million dollars against it, he makes four straight free throws. Two earlier, bang, bang, and then the last two to, to seal the, the Celtics' fate. <laughs> The Boston Bruins lose last night in a game seven in overtime at the Garden, TD Garden, and the Celtics lose game one without the Sixers playing Embiid, which puts the Sixers in a really interesting situation now. Because if I'm Doc Rivers, I give away game two. I'm not playing Embiid in game two either because I'm going to give him as much rest as he can. If you come back from Boston with a split, because they're not going to win game two, even if Embiid plays. Boston's going to be determined to win that. You're not going to lose two at home. So you, if I'm Doc Rivers, I give that game away. And I go, okay, we'll gladly go back to Philly, tied 1-1 with Embiid, a little more rested, and hopefully he'll be more efficient with a little more rest than he's had. So uh, that's the way I, I saw that game. I mean, it, it went back and forth. There were 13 lead changes and 13 um, uh, ties uh, in the game. Uh, and the Sixers just fought to the end. I I am stunned by this result. I thought that Boston eventually would wear them out in the second half, and they did not take advantage of a team that was missing their best player, and they fell victim to a team that had nothing to lose, really, and Harden scored 45 points. I, I, I don't know what more to say. Let me bring my producer, Darren, in here. Darren, you watched the game. We all watched the game. I'm still stunned that they I, won I, the game. I'm stunned, too, Mike. It was a great game. I was particularly early on. You had Jason Tatum was hitting shots from the goddamn parking lot. I mean, he couldn't miss. And that's kind of what I thought would happen for the, in the second half as well. I thought he would take over in the second half as well. Um, you know, you and I texted a couple times throughout the game. Maxie had to stay hot, but Harden really took over, man. I think it's been a long time. I think he tied, like, uh, he tied his postseason points record, 45 points tonight. So... Huge game for Harden, huge game for Maxi, And it was great to see because guess what? You know, Maxi stepped up tonight. Hard, that's why you have Harden on the team. That's why you traded for him. That's why Maxi expected this from Maxi finally in a playoff game. I thought, they, you know, it was a great – the whole team stepped well, up. Well, you know, if you look at the game, they, they were getting destroyed defensively. I mean, Boston with dribble drives and cutting to the basket, and the Sixers really couldn't defend at all. And, and I'm looking at the first half. The score was 64-63 at halftime. Boston had shot 73%. The Sixers had not gone to the foul line, and they were down a point at halftime. At that point, I went, okay, they're going to stay close. I thought they were going to hang around all night and give Boston a tough game just because of this factor, this psychological factor. A team goes, oh, we should win this. Get everyone playing NBA, we'll win this game. And it's in your mind, uh, and, and it's in your subconscious. And I think Boston got trapped by that. Uh, but in the third quarter, they started to get tight. 
Uh, and Tatum, for all his dominance in the first half, he only had eight points in the third quarter, and he and he made a basket kind of at the buzzer to give him that eight. And then Jalen Brown disappeared the whole second half. Uh, so the Celtics really ran into the Sixers tonight uh, and, and kind of enabled them to win this game. And I'm not trying to take away anything from the Sixers, but the mindset, there is no way that the Boston Celtics should have lost that game at home with the Sixers not playing and beat. Because he looked at the first half, Paul Reed wasn't, he, he wasn't stopping anybody. I mean, it was a mess. They were getting to the basket. There was no rim protection. Maxie couldn't guard anybody. Harden wasn't guarding anybody. And yet, the Sixers scored 63 points in that first half to make it a game. And here's the thing about the NBA. Once you hang around, once you hang around, the pressure becomes the on the favored team at home. They start to get a little tight. Oh, oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. We can't possibly lose this game. And that's what happened to the Celtics. They made choke plays in the end, and the Sixers win uh, going away. I, it, it's, it's, uh, Mike, it was really incredible that they, you know, the Sixers without Embiid, they can't get a board in the paint. God forbid. Like, it's impossible for them to get anything underneath the basket. And the other thing that really drove me nuts all night is there was five minutes, five and a half minutes left in the third quarter before the Sixers took a foul shot tonight. Five and a half in the third. Just unbelievable. Yeah, and, and here was also a key transition in this game. The Celtics, with 316 left, got a backdoor with Marcus Smart and N1 on a great pass from Horford. He scores, he makes the free throw. It's 111 to 107 with 316 left. Then um, here comes the, 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 the play that defines the game. The call goes in favor of the Sixers on a maxi drive. Now, you can look at that play 100 times. And, and it, it clearly looks to me like Marcus Smart is positioned okay. But I think the officials looked at it like Maxi had started to go in the air to, to make the shot when Smart was still kind of moving. There's no question his feet were, were out of the restricted area, and, and the call went to the Sixers. It would have been Maxi's sixth foul. Instead, they called a block. So he made the basket and made the free throw. And with 137 left, it's 111 to 110. Um, and then... The Sixers give up two offensive rebounds on the next possession, and Boston gets a basket out of it. Horford scores after two offensive rebounds on the possession. So it's 113 to 110 with 114 left, and I'm going to, you know what, they gave it a shot. I really, at 113 to 110 with 114 left, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, it was a, it was a valiant effort. And Paul Reed gets fouled going to the basket because they had so much. They played it the right way. They had emphasis on Harden. They were going to let Harden do anything. But that left Reed open at the top, and he dashes down the lane. I'm going, oh, my God, look at this. And he gets fouled. I'm going, okay, Boston's probably safe here. He's not going to make two. He makes two to make it 113 to 112. And then there was confusion on the next Boston possession. At 113 to 112, their butts got tight. They didn't know what to do in that possession. They they frittered the clock down. They got confused. Brogdon throws it to Maxi for the layup and gives the Sixers a lead with 28.9 seconds left. Now, Tatum gets fouled. 26.1 left. He gets fouled. Goes to the line. Bang, bang. And that sets up the hard step back three on the switch that Marcus Smart should have never made with Horford popping out. And bang, 117 to 115. Boston messes up their next possession. That's two consecutive possessions sandwiched around the free throws that Tatum made 
that could have been baskets for the Celtics, and they gave it up, and they limp out of the Boston Garden with a loss in game one. And I'm looking at it now, and I go, you know, um, in a seven-game series with Embiid not 100% healthy, I didn't think there was any way the Sixers could win the series. But now that they stole this first game, and they can give back a game and go 1-1 back to Philly with Embiid coming back, they're in a good spot. <laughs> so it is just incomprehensible to me that they would win this game. I, I thought they would stay close. I thought for that factor that that Boston guy, they're not with Embiid, will win this game. That mindset was going to keep them close. They wound up winning the game, and I never in a million years would have figured that. But if you bet, I don't know what the line was when it went off because it was 10 all day, and then finally Embiid, uh, it was pronounced not, that he wasn't going to play, and that line must have shot up close to 15, at least 12. So if you took the Sixers tonight, based on what I tweeted earlier today, that they were going to be in the game, I hope you cash that ticket. I think I saw 10 and a half, Mike, actually. It was 10 and a half, okay. Know, yeah. So, yeah. So they, they probably figured he wasn't going to play. They made it official pretty early. So it went up to 10 and a half. The Sixers were a really good play tonight because I just thought they were going to keep it close. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought it was going to be one of those games where you go, you get encouraged. Ah, oh, they played well without Embiid. Maybe you got a chance. They wound up winning the game, and Harden puts the clock back and, and scores 45 points. And he made a couple of, of moves in the basket tonight uh, where, where Vintage Harden, where he beat his guy off the dribble. Normally, you, know, you don't see that much anymore. You see him get his body into somebody when he scores in there. You don't see him beat somebody off the dribble. Late in the game, I forget what he, he beat him clean off the dribble and got to the basket. I'm going, man, that was the Harden we used to see in Houston with that quick step. And he summoned his quickness over one play and, and scored right there. So if we look at the, look at the box score, that they needed what exactly what they got offensively from their three guys. Uh, they got 45 from Harden. They got 26 from Maxi, who was a plus 12 in the game, despite his defensive failings early in the game, wound up being a plus 12. And they got 10 points from Reed and 13 rebounds. And I thought, I, you know, I look at him early and I go, he's overmatched in a game like this. And, and he he kind of battled back and made some plays at the end. 18 from Tobias Harris, who was invisible for a lot of the game and all of a sudden makes a couple of big baskets in, in the second half. And then P.J. Tucker has, he has zeros across the board with five rebounds. But he added something to that. I don't know what it was. And he got lucky because he punched Tatum in the balls on that one play. And I had to laugh because I, I I could tell he did that on purpose. He he knew exactly where Tatum was, and he flailed his arm back to give him a little shot. Uh, Monty McCutcheon was the official who was commentating on the game. Oh, it was incidental contact. Your sister was incidental contact. He punched him right in the balls and got away with it. You saw the play, right? And Tatum goes down like a shot. That was totally deliberate. He got away with one. It was great. He totally got away <laughs> with that. And so when you looked at the play, the maxi play, what did you think they were going to call there? The I, maxi I offensive were... foul block call. Yeah, I did. I thought we were going to call him maxi. I thought he was done. They got the they benefit got of that call. And they got, they they got did. the benefit. I don't know if they could review that play to see if it was flagrant uh, or not on, on PJ Tucker, but, but they got the benefit of that play. And, um, so uh, the Sixers, now let's look at Boston. Uh, Jason Tatum with 39 points. He played 44 minutes in the game, had 11 rebounds. But in the third quarter, 
he kind of was was quelled a little bit. Uh, Al Horford was a minus 17 in this game. And, and I have to laugh. Reggie Miller's lauding these, these great plays that Al Horford makes. A minus 17. Uh, Marcus Smart with 12. Uh, uh, Derek White was a minus 15. Was not a factor in the game at all. Shot one for five. And then Jalen Brown, for some odd reason, was not engaged offensively in the second half. Finished with 23. Uh, and I don't even know how many shots he got in the second half. Grant Williams doesn't score off the bench. They had they had that stiff Hauser in the game for a little bit. He didn't score. Robert Williams had six. And Malcolm Brogdon, except for that play where he he hands Maxie a fast break layup, had 20. It was a plus 14. Played well. But in the end, we're the goat horns for giving that play away. So uh, the Sixers, the day of rest. And, you know, hopefully, like, they don't celebrate this win too much. And 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 make it uh, at least an effort in game two. I I I tell you right now, I bet a million dollars on the Celtics to win game two at this point, uh, and it doesn't really matter because the, the Sixers can't expect that they're going to win game two after Boston gives up a game like that. There's no but, but listen, Boston uh, is a, is a really good team, and and they're going to learn a valuable lesson, and they're going to be tough in game two. But the series doesn't start until it gets back to Philadelphia with the series tied one-to-one. Yeah, I, look, they got away with it. And, and and I think going into the game tonight, everybody pretty much thought if they could somehow steal the game and B doesn't come back till Friday. They lose tonight, you got to bring them back Wednesday. You can't go home 0-2. This is a, it's a huge benefit because even though he's had, what, nine days off since, nine, ten days, you know, there's a big difference between Monday to Wednesday and Monday to Friday. I mean, he's got almost a whole other week to rest. Uh, and, and with that sprain with a partial tear, you're basically just waiting for the ligament over time to stretch back and tighten up a bit. So time is of the essence. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know how I don't know how effective he's going to be in this series. If they say it's a grade two sprain and, and uh, that usually takes weeks to heal. Uh, so he's going to have to wear a brace. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what how, how to call it for the rest of the series, but. They got a big boost with this game tonight, and maybe uh, they can weather the storm with Embiid not being 100%, but giving them the rim, rim protection that they didn't get this game. They didn't get any rim protection. They went up winning the game. And, uh, you know, Kenny Smith at halftime pointed it out. It, there's, a, there's a lot of plays that, that Boston got to the basket that wouldn't have been baskets because Embiid was there, and, and Paul Reed just doesn't have that, that kind of acumen to be a rim protector. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the big question. How, how effective can Embiid be now with the Sixers taking home court advantage away from the Celtics? Can, can they hold? I expect that there probably is going to be a split at home and Boston will take it back. So, as usual, it comes down to game five at the Boston Garden and whoever wins that game wins the series. Uh, do I think the Sixers are going to win the series? No. I don't think they're going to win the series. I, I really don't. I, I, I'm closer to thinking that they can win the series, you know, because I thought they have to win it in six games. And uh, I don't know if, if that's going to be possible because I haven't seen Embiid. Once I see Embiid play in game three, how effective he is, you'll probably be able to determine whether the Sixers can actually win this series. Right now, uh, it's a bonus game that they win. Does it get me any closer to thinking they can win the series? Probably not. Uh, but uh, I have to have more information. Um, one of the things that I thought was key to Doc Rivers, because he gets criticized all the time for not making adjustments, he made a key adjustment in that first half by going to a matchup zone. 
the ghost of John Cheney uh, came, came down and, and he went zone and he slowed him down a little bit. They were getting free runs of the basket and that zone kind of shackled him up a little bit, uh, even though they did wind up shooting 73% or 74% uh, in the first half. Um, and I just didn't think they're going to be able to stop the Celtics defensively. And I was wrong because they tightened it up and the Celtics got tight in the third quarter and at the end and the Sixers win the game 119 to 115. It's one of the most shocking upsets that you're ever going to see. I mean, it really is. When you think about it, uh, the Celtics at home, raring to go, no Embiid, shooting the lights out in the first half, getting a crowd involved, and the Sixers wind up taking this game away from them. I didn't see it coming. I got to be honest with you. Didn't see a win. I saw a cover. I thought the Sixers would play it close. I didn't see a win. So where do we stand now, Darren? Are you closer to thinking they can win the series? Uh, no, but I think it'll go six. I think it'll definitely go uh, six or seven games now where I, I thought there's a slight chance that, you know, they could get their door. They look, they don't match up well with Boston. And I was worried and I feared that this would be a five or, you know, max game series in Boston's favor. I think, I think you're right. I think they split Boston. I think they come back to Philly. I think they split again. Comes down to game five. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Look, I'm laughing here because I, the, the first half I'm going, uh, I can't believe that it's a one-point game. Harden was getting killed defensively. Um, 34 of the Celtics' first 52 points were in the paint, which means they had no rim protection. And Maxie was getting cooked defensively. All of that was going on. The Sixers not getting to the line. And it was 66 to 63 at, at the half. Um, and at that point, I think Boston came out in the third quarter. The Sixers made a couple early plays in that third quarter, uh, and Boston didn't score. And I think at that point, Boston's like, oh, my, we, we might be in for a game here. And, and when, you, when you turn it on uh, or you think about that into the third quarter, you might be already beaten psychologically and mentally. And I, I thought this, the Celtics really said, oh, oh, no, I didn't expect this. They had that look in their face in the third quarter. And when team stays close in the NBA, you never know what can happen. All right. So uh, this is just a little quick synopsis. We, we had to give you a little live take uh, on the Mike Masnelli podcast as the Sixers take game one in Boston. Boy, I feel sorry for those Boston people. Not. If there's any fan base that deserves a smack in the head, they got it last night with the Bruins and they got it tonight with the Celtics. So screw you in Boston and all your freaking football rings and, and all your, your basketball championships uh, and all, all your best record in the NHL. All right. And, and so you might win this series, but tonight is owned by the Sixers and the city of Philadelphia. All right. You've been listening to the Mike Masnelli podcast. We have another one coming your way tomorrow, depending on hopefully you're listening to it tonight. You might be listening to it in the morning. If you're listening to it in the morning, a little later in the day, we'll have another podcast. We'll analyze the Eagles draft and talk more about this Sixers game uh, for producer Darren. Uh, this has been Mike Masnelli on the Mike Masnelli podcast, a special edition immediately following a game where you, you'd love to get that fresh reaction. And so that's your fresh reaction. You go to sleep, everybody, and put your head in a pillow with a little wry smile. The Sixers stunned the world tonight with a victory. 119 to 115 is your final. It's the Mike Missinelli Podcast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.